Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. It is myself, the Sasquatch and... Absolute gent, that is the chief. How are you, sir? My good Sasquatch. Can't complain now today. Uh, how are you? I'm good. It's Thursday. Nice sporting week ahead of us. A nice one in the rear view window. So, a lot to kind of chat through. We know kind of the, the schedule, the layout, the lay of the land at this stage. I hope we do. Um, so, first up, player of the week. Who's yours and why? Um, it's probably not too hard to go from this guy but Bundyaki just another stellar performance in green um, the man he just seems to play at a different level when he plays for Ireland like he, he's look he doesn't play all too often for Connacht because of international minutes and minding him and stuff like that but my god he in the last two seasons he's just stepped up at a different level and and it came on the back of kind of being dropped. Yeah, like he he kind of was outside of mind for a while, and it seemed to have done his career, especially internationally, no end of good. Mm. It's that um, absence makes the heart grow fonder, <laughs> and or makes the Bundy the Bundy the Bundy run stronger. Yeah, and yeah, just just another great performance from him again. Um, I like him and Henshaw like that. Obviously, they had that partnership at Connacht, and there probably would have been a little bit of worry there when Ringrose missed the first couple of games and stuff, um, first three games. Um, but it's hard to see Ringrose come back into the starting team. Like, how do you drop either of yeah. them? Uh, you know, Henshaw had a, a great game himself. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just think Bundy, it's, it's low-hanging fruit, but, you know, it, you can't not praise the man either low hanging for a reason um, mine's kind of similar enough and mine's probably biased too as well um, so rather selfishly as an Arsenal fan I'm going with Bukuyu Osaka Bukuyu Osaka uh, just after the demolition job they did on Newcastle on Saturday night I thought look absolutely outplayed Newcastle and Newcastle are in a bit of a slump riddled with injuries we know but it was still a big win I don't want to say a statement win. I still think inevitably City will win the league. But since the turn of the year, having had those disappointing results over the Christmas window, obviously they lost to West Ham and then losing to Fulham on New Year's Eve. Arsenal have been kind of phenomenal, especially in front of goal domestically. I think I was getting a bit stato with my dad. <laughs> on Saturday night and I was saying since we brought in Jacob Kiwar Arsenal have I think domestically scored 17 and conceded one he came on in the second half against Liverpool like that's serious that's, that's... but Sack has been yeah. exceptional since then yeah he's so, uh, another one that's kind of his form dipped a little bit but he's since the turn of the year he's just he's found it again and 
really really yeah, balling absolutely. really balling for Arsenal um, so look hopefully it comes up um, but as the fella says it is the hope that kills you and <laughs> yeah <laughs> we kind of think we kind of know it's going to come inevitably but uh, I'm going to for the second week in a row I'm going to give you the win uh, domestic and national pride but I was Trump club pride <laughs> Um, and it's a win for both of us. True, true. It's a pity for Saka, but yeah, he's. Uh, he, 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 he might he'll get, get another one. one. He, yeah, yeah he, there's still a lot of uh, a lot of league to play out, so he'll he's sure to be in conversation if he keeps on this form. Yeah, and we've only two, we've only two Six Nations fixtures yeah. left, in which Bundy can can get it again. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, look, it's going to be very egg ball shaped team this week, as we had into agree disagree. But I won't ruin it for you. So, chief, agree disagree. What's your point? Let's let's get. So, wasps came out during the week saying that they've secured funding and a stadium to return to rugby. There's some reports speculation uh one or two journalists may be saying that they may look to join the urc so my question is would this be a good move to let an english based side join the league and the possibility of future expansion into the english market some sort of hybrid of the gallagher or whatever or maybe the lower tier teams to grow the market I think no. Right. First, the big stumbling block is how the contracts work in the UK, in that players are essentially contracted mm-hmm. to the club, not the country. Always causes issues around the international windows. I think the URC probably has too many countries in it as is. So adding in, and they know, like, Technically, very technically, Scotland, Wales, and England is the same island, yeah, bloody yeah. island. So, realistically, it's probably more convenient for country for South African teams and Irish teams to fly to Heathrow than it is to fly to mm. Edinburgh, Glasgow, Cardiff International Airport, and Barry Island. But you would then have a league that has Italian, South African, English, Irish, Welsh sides. And it's like, well, why don't we just add in the French and scrap the Heineken goal? Yeah. Would be my premise. Additionally, I just think with how finances work in England, and I know this is going to be separate, I think they'd enter the league, we've talked about this before, just the salary cap structure in the URC is still not mm. really uniform. And that the Irish ones are way ahead. I'd say the South Africans match them. And then you have, I think, think it's then Italian, then Scottish, yeah, and finally big Welsh. Big drop off then, yeah. And if they were to come in at a similar part to the Welsh, I don't think the mm. league needs that. I think the league's got, I think that the URC is, it's very competitive. Um, like a lot of journalists, Neil Francis, for example, for an example, would have said letting the South African sides into domestic competition would be the end of European club rugby. Yeah, I think it's got better. 
I think uh, the provinces and Ireland in particular have benefited from it massively. Mm. Okay, World Cup quarterfinal aside, but you look at the style of play and everything the that's developed within the national setup, and you know the the four provinces are under day can compete against anyone and and themselves. Like that's the big the big thing with it. Yeah, and look, arguably you would say it didn't damper South African rugby either when you consider how the World Cup cycle really started off for them. Obviously, they won the World Cup. And in 2020, the Southern Hemisphere abandoned them. They made the moves and obviously did the Rainbow Cup, yeah. yada, 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 and ended up in the URC and then the Heineken Cup. And, and ultimately, you'd say, look, they brought a lot of talent back into South Africa. That of South African players that and even and even Japan. That's about springs to mind. You know, it's yeah. it definitely it's brought in. Um, it's it's brought back a lot of talent. Um, even I suppose you look at Vincent Cock. I know the Saracen situation with him dropping down to the championship and stuff, but he's back playing for the Sharks. Uh, players like mm. that that caliber is is unbelievable to be back playing. You know, nationally, within South Africa. Um, the Wasp one, like for me, wherever they pop up, whether it be, you know, Division Eleven in English rugby or whatever, the I suppose the big thing about it is the finances, like the hundred million that the original Wasps company were in debt, that would need to be addressed first before you could look at letting these guys become a professional setup again. I think you know just for mm. morality and stuff of it. It's like you know. Uh, it happens. It happens in everyday business where you know, taxman. Okay, close the doors and open up next door. Same name or you know or different name under the same roof. Um. So. Look, the only thing is to rob a sporting example. We've kind of had it yeah. before, Rangers. Um. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, um, the the key thing as well too is and I haven't read this is where is the that's stadium? the that's the thing it hasn't been announced yet. I've I've read a couple of rumors. Worcester's stadium is being touted as possible, but I think I know it's a long time since Wasps were a London club. Like High Wickham was mm. what mid 2000s I think before they moved up to Coventry and stuff so their fan base are a bit all over the place anyway uh, so it's like exactly you know if you go to Worcester do they does that fan base from London come probably not from Coventry you know it's like you're 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 dependent on converting fans of uh, yeah Warriors, Warriors fans, fans to become Possibly was fans, and then I suppose there was kind of the touting of maybe was it Ospreys moving to London and stuff like that. Like, are you going to get that kind of situation? Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a tricky one. Yeah, it's a ver- it's a very strange one. Like, I think the the argument for moving the Ospreys is there's a, there's a huge yeah. Welsh contingent in London, but if they're club rugby supporting Welsh fans they'll yeah. still support their regions um, 
And if not, they're going to support the club they've grown accustomed over the last number of years, be that Harlequins, yeah. etc. Um, or Saris, depending they're on where they're based and closeness to grounds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I I don't like it as a concept. I think if they're to come back, they need to come back championship yeah. and work the way up. Um, ultimately, yeah. you should pay for going into administration, regardless of whether it's a new company, new organisation. Um, yeah. Moving on, keeping it oval shaped and, and in a similar trend of sport business, I suppose. So, for those of you that aren't affiliated, uh, quite like myself, the NRL's National Rugby League in Australia, they're opening their season this weekend in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Now, the times I've picked one of them as my, my must-see TV, but they're not too convenient times. They're America-friendly and Australia-friendly times. But they're opening with the first two games in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And the question for you, Chief, is with the NRL heading stateside this weekend, what's your take on expansion programs like this? So I'm referencing, obviously, NFL Europe, where they take it to Germany, they take it to London. NBA Europe, they played in Paris yeah. maybe early January, um, as far as I can remember. What's your initial take on them, first off the bat? And then would you view them as like something that's going to provide value in growing viewership and fandom? Or is it kind of almost a wasted venture, a token gesture? No, I, I really like the idea of it. Um, the NBA Paris game, like I know, like, look, it's clear I'm a big Chicago sports fan and stuff. The Bears, or the Bulls, sorry, have, have been there. And that's an avenue that's more, I suppose, affordable to me than necessarily, you know, like it's a, it's a more reasonable trip to plan it's a short you, you could kind of if you had the tickets you could do it a short notice to to get to it and stuff like that um obviously it's a lottery mm-hmm. with the nfl europe games like especially london games you know um massive demand on it but it that demand just means there is expansion possibilities there like you can have stage more games there mm. I'm surprised NBA Europe is so small mm. of the like say the three concepts I've mentioned like you basketball yeah. in Europe is a huge deal we've seen for want of a better expression the European takeover mm-hmm. over the last decade in the NBA like you look at Wimbanyana French obviously Luka Doncic Nikola Jokic yeah Nikola Jokic Giannis Antetokounmpo like Arguably the top five best players mm. in the NBA are now European. And I'm just surprised with so many games to play for. It's probably a scheduling uh, yeah. issue in that they play four games a week. But if they were to um, maybe set aside like an international window, have all 30 teams, Madrid, Paris, Berlin, and any other big city where, you know, like it, a hotbed of European basketball... And I think mm. they're all an hour to two hour flights within each other and stuff or rail like, you know, on, on mainland Europe, like it's so easy to travel mm. by rail and stuff between countries. 
that. But even I watched the the NBA Europe game, and the comment that like they mm. pundits in or whatever, and, and the pundit was German, and yeah. he had driven there that night. It's like, yeah, yeah. I just don't know why there's not more of a deal of it. I suppose having attended a few NFL London games, the one fear I have, not fear, takeaway is kind of this carnival atmosphere where you've two teams playing and unless it's the Jags the fan base there built a kind of a yeah. fan base in London it, it can kind of be a bit 70s yeah is any way to describe it um, for the NRL specifically it's it's a lot smaller of a of a product with mm. a smaller kind of GDP as such than the NFL, the NBA. So for them to take this stateside, I think it's phenomenal. They've done a colossal amount of work in the background with the UFC, because obviously the, the Volkovsky, I'm gonna butcher that surname, but the multiple way champion um, is Australian and is a former rugby league player. So they've kind of built on that. They've, they're players in kind of training in the UFC facility in Vegas. They've kind of built partnerships there. As a sport with a small enough mm. kind of salary output, yeah, like a marquee player is a million a year there, for example. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's huge. Like it's, it really and is. It is huge for them. Um, look, the NBA, Europe, I suppose you kind of need to know what you're getting out of it. Like the NFL, I think their mm. big thing is literally just viewership numbers. That's what they're going to get out. The NBA, the expansion program, they, they can probably utilize it as attracting more talent. It's a global league. Yeah. The NFL is less of a global league, unfortunately. They are getting more international players, but I think they're just international players start so far back, unless they're freak athletes, mm. you're never going to draw them in. The NRL is interesting. Um, it comes in the back of kind of a few interesting t- like topics coming out of the NRL recently. And that like one of which is that they're looking at potentially buying the English Super League, and as their as trainee their camp. <laughs> Pretty well, it, like yeah. without being too disrespectful to the Super League, it makes sense. There's players on the periphery in the NRL. They go yeah. to the Super League and they win the Man of Steel in the first year. Yeah, uh, the, it makes logistically a lot of sense. You could also probably all year have round. spent seasons and that there's rugby league yeah. played. And there is, um, yeah. And then look, there's a mass, massive opportunity for them if this. Yeah, I think I think it's. Uh, I I really like the idea of this. The you know, potentially, we could see URC games being played in the US. You know, um, or maybe not. Mm. Maybe not the Heineken Cup or the whatever <laughs> the European Champions Cup. You know, maybe not that level, but mm. get a URC game there, Gallagher Premiership game there. You know, it's like maybe in Boston or you know, like strong areas where, like, I suppose to be biased, Irish and English fans and stuff. You know, so like, could could you imagine like a Paddy's Day fixture? Mm. Well, I know it won't happen because Six Nations, but like if there was a Paddy's Day fixture between. Leinster and Munster in Boston or somewhere like that Do you know it's like mm. yeah like even, even Leinster and Connacht because 
are people from out west that move Boston to or you know. Much. Um, but no, I really, I really love the idea of this with the NRL, and then like they can pull in the likes of I don't know if they are doing it, but Jordan Mailata, um, uh, you know, yeah, you know, mm, it's yeah, um, pushed, pushed a fair like, bit now. Just, um, there's one caveat. This is what you need to bear in mind, and it's I, it's kind of on your point as well that the Heineken mm. Cup, you probably wouldn't bring Heineken Cup. You can't bring over too big a fixture. Especially when you go in reverse. So if you've been to the NFL London or if you've been to the college games in Aviva, you'll notice how mm. much smaller an American football pitch is than soccer rugby pitch. The NRL games will be played and it is going to be significantly yeah, yeah. less wide than their standard pitch. But look, it's 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 it speaks levels to, to grow the it, yeah. willingness within the competition to grow the game. That decides it could sacrifice mm. a result early doors to grow. So oh, brilliant. Um but yeah, look, I'll touch base on that again before we finish up. But Chief, you must I, see I could TV be um, setting myself up for a very big disappointment here. But uh, Yeah, I kinda thought you were gonna yeah, take um, Monster Plains. No, I've gone I've gone for the Manchester Derby. Um Look, City are red hot form, red hot favourites for this. Uh, you know, you obviously just scraped by Forrest in the last minute in the FA Cup. Bad result against Fulham. So it's got a 1 0 United written all over it. <laughs> but yeah, the the the, the Manchester Derby's my uh, must see TV uh, Sunday at half three kickoff. This one is. Well, look, I'm hoping you do us a favour. Um, so I'm not going to slate you too much. Um, my must-watch TV, or must-see TV this week, is one of those NRL stateside games. Look, it's not going to lie to you. Um, it's probably the perfect time if you're on the heavy session or if you've got sleep problems and young kids. So it is the Sydney Roosters, who are perennial powerhouse side, um, a bit like Man City in that they have a salary sombrero as opposed to a salary cap uh, and they're playing the Brisbane Broncos who young up and coming side beaten in the grand final last year um, and that game kicks off at 4.30am on the 3rd of the 3rd which is Sunday on Sky Sports Arena I won't be watching but I will be watching it that morning on catch up um, but yeah it's worth the highlights anyway. Just, just, just and to, to get a taste of how ago, how the whole US experience goes and so forth and but it should be I think mm. as you say a beaten finalist could be could be a good highlights game. Uh, or highlights reel for this one. Um mm. yeah, mm. definitely watch that and catch up as well. brings us to the end and that's all for um, me that's all for me thank you and good night